Hey guys, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast here on the Bullpen Cart Podcast feed. It is another 10 Topics, 5 Minutes edition with Jared Barnes. This is really becoming his avenue here on the podcast, but he and I cover a number of different topics. We call it the March Grab Bag. We cover some hockey, of course. We do a little baseball, you know, the obvious stuff with Jared, some movie and book recommendations, even some basketball. That being said, we do kick it off talking about how today, Thursday when we recorded, was supposed to be opening day, and after talking about our favorite memories, we do get a little heavier with coronavirus information, our responses to some of the stuff going on in both Philadelphia and Pennsylvania as a whole. If that's not necessarily your cup of tea, you're trying to use this podcast as an escape, I totally get it, I respect it, no hard feelings, I would say jump ahead to the 26-minute mark. I'm going to put the exact time in the show notes. But let us know what you think about everything, because this is an interesting time. And, uh, you know, we're going to get through this. But as always, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We got a lot of stuff cooking. Emily Anderson, my lovely fiance, and I started a new series the other night. Real sports talk in different sports movies. We started with Requiem for a Dream. We're going to do the Rodman doc next week. We're going to do... A number of other ones as well. We're going to start with documentaries, but it's going to jump onto movies, shorts, other documentaries outside of the 30 for 30 realm. It's going to be a lot of fun. So you got to join the Facebook group to join the conversation, help pick what we end up covering, uh, as well as different topics that we might do in these 10 topics, five minutes, and various stories as we desperately wait for sports to come back. But follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Make sure you follow the podcast. Search the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever your podcasts. But enjoy this episode, guys. It's a lot of fun to record. We're going to get through this. Here we go. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, another edition of the 10 Topics 5 Minute Series here on the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Knell. Joining me, now as always, this is becoming your corner of the podcast, Jared, is the man from Pittsburgh, Mr. Jared Barnes. How are you, El Capitan? Jordy, good evening. We're actually, we're not on the roof, so we're not technically in the crow's nest, but we'll say we're, right now, we're at, uh, we're at the wheel of the ship. Okay. Right now. So we're up in the the home office right now, the command center. Um, as you know, since uh, unfortunately with everything going on with COVID-19, the novel, novel coronavirus right now across the U.S. and the world, uh, we are at a stay-at-home order here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania now. That actually came down today that it is the Commonwealth, not necessarily the five counties around the city of Philadelphia here as well as, well as Monroe, Lancaster and Northampton as it was before and my home base of Allegheny County. But unfortunately now it's all, it's all across the Commonwealth. So I've been working from home here going on week three Mm -hmm. uh, coming up here now and finding ways to use the command center here for, to keep myself in shape and mentally strong and everything else I learned in the scouts. (laughs) Uh, But we'll get, we'll get into that talk in a second, but Jordy today was supposed to be a day of rebirth. The first day of spring happened last week. Today would have been opening day. So happy opening day for baseball to you. 
Yeah, happy new opening day to you as well. A lot of people have said it to me. And I feel like Larry David at the start of the most recent season of Curb and just not about it. Really makes me sad. I, I am wearing my Pulp Fiction gritty fanatic shirt that Bryce Harper wore last year and uh, in in remembrance, mm -hmm. mainly because it's black. You know, it's it's tough to deal with. We're going to talk about some theories and announcements that have been thrown out about baseball when it may start. I don't know. I think the draft that I had it happened after we recorded the podcast two weeks ago. But I did have a fantasy draft uh, that was a little... Or no, it was before it got officially postponed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, we're in a weird spot, man. It's, uh, you know, we, we really are relying on football news. That's why we had the Megapod last week. Um, and other than that, they're replaying a lot of sports, which I just haven't been able to get into yet. I know you were watching some highlights and, and previously released games, both positive and negative in your sports fandom. But I, mm -hmm. you know, I've been watching TV or binging random things and we'll jump on that at the very end. But I don't know. I need to. Uh, I just need to do highlight packages on YouTube or something like that to keep my sports, my sports um, exposure up. You know, like like you need certain vitamins in your life. I need some vitamin SPO. Sprouts. You need sprots. some sprouts in your I need life. Some sprouts. Yeah. So I'm I'm over here wearing the mustard yellow pirates attire with the old pillbox cap and the yellow third jersey for the pirates. Um, as some of you saw back in Pittsburgh and here in Philadelphia on the telecast when me and Paul Dad Caroli were at the game last year, Phillies and Pirates. And mm -hmm. we're sitting on the third base side, my phone blew up, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I made TV. <laughs> oh, man. I love these, um, these moments no when you get exposure, and it's just the, the Jared getting exposure, because you're not a man that chases the fame. You love to, you know, you love oh. using social media. But every once in a while, you get exposure, and it's you're like it's like the Joker theorizing. I'm like a dog chasing my tail or chasing after the car, and when you get it, you're so excited and it's awesome to see because you're just an awesome person. But you're you're literally like, oh it's, my god, it's this is incredible. I, I don't know what to do. It's fun. I don't know what to do with my hands. Can you put your hands. I I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, yeah, I, it's just one of those where it's such is my life, where I'm from Pittsburgh, I live here in Philly, the Lehigh Valley, and just people go, yo, by the way, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And then I get red fit. But such is my life. And and I think, speaking about our lives, as we, as we go into it, what say you? What is your favorite opening day Major League Baseball memory? Yeah, that's a good question. Um Growing up, it was definitely coming home from school, and baseball would be on right away. First pitch, whether the Phillies were in Philadelphia, in Montreal, Washington, New York, Atlanta, Miami, or the rare times that they've been away or been out of the division a couple times, especially in the last six years, seven years since the Astros moved over. They've had a couple mm -hmm. of interleague opening days, uh, but it's always 3 o'clock. Previously, CBS, now NBC, makes a point to make sure the Phillies' first game on opening day is at three. So when I was, you know, growing up and and talked about this on the the most recent podcast we did last night, the first of the third of the uh, real sports, not just thirty for thirties. I keep correct and keep needing to correct myself because originally it was supposed to be thirty for thirties. Now it's going to be all sports movies, real sports. R e e l. Jared, gotta love the puns. Um, oh, oh, a little play. But baseball, you know, yo, oh, absolutely. You, you know me. 
but baseball, you know, is my first love, my favorite sport, and having that from whatever single digit age it was that it was, you know, my dad would sit me down and be like, "We're watching." To I would come home from seventh, eighth, ninth grade at Berkshire, where I was in Massachusetts, but it was still opening day, and we had ESPN, so I could throw on whatever game I wanted to. You know, myself putting it on and flipping over the TV. Um, definitely just that, and and knowing that that baseball was back. Probably a specific game was when I was old enough that my mom didn't give a shit if I stayed up watching sports at night. Um, and I remember the first, the year after the Red Sox broke the Bambino curse and they played the Yankees on Sunday Night Baseball. And it was like a five-hour game. Classic Yankees-Red Sox. But it was like, my mom came downstairs at like 1 o'clock in the morning being like, what the fuck are you doing on like April 5th, 2005? I'm in 8th grade. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's baseball. And she's like, great. And she's basically like, God damn it, he's just like his dad. And this post-divorce, so she's probably rolling her eyes a little bit at me doing that. <laughs> but what about you, man? What is your favorite memory? I'll tell you what. So 20 years ago this year, PNC Park opened. And I believe it was a weekend game. Now, okay. I just remember because it was on TV, and I remember being in my kitchen, and we had a little TV above the fridge. Um, I just remember kind of being there for that. That's um, cool. But I will say, I remember last Philly's home opening day. And I was actually there on a uh, one of the groups we go with that I got you introduced to. Mm-hmm. They do a uh, networking event before the game. Very fun to go and to. I had my co- yeah, and I had my co-worker there, Mary from the Y. And... I remember being in Ashburn Alley, actually in the Budweiser deck, when Kutch hit his home run. And I'm like, this is amazing. Kutch. Your guy. Andrew McCutcheon. My man's. He comes over, hits a ding-dong first at bat. Wasn't it leadoff, too? It was. Yeah, he batted leadoff before he got hurt. Yeah. And then Bryce Harper. I mean, it was so cool to be a part of that and feel that buzz that – Frankly, I've never felt at a Pirates game because I've not been to too many. I've been to more Phillies games than I have Pirates games. Like, mm-hmm. I've been to more Flyers games overall than I have Penguins games just because of age, ticket price, you name it. Is that, so that would be just, that. Is that just Flyers home games or is that in total seeing the Flyers versus seeing the Penguins? So, like, if you added up the Flyers-Penguins so games I, that you and I have been to, I Flyers believe, have still outnumbered yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Okay. Um, I'm a big hockey fan, so for me, I just go and watch. I don't cheer for them. We know this. Um, I've probably been to now because the 29th here, in three days, we would have been going to the game. Yeah. Oh, man. I forgot that was coming up. I, I, all hockey yeah. games since – because I was supposed to see the Oilers right after the – we talked about this a lot two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. All The schedule itself I had, like, somewhat memorized of when big things were happening, including this. Mm-hmm. God, that's such a bummer. Because that would have been so much fun. A noon game. And then we were supposed to go out to dinner with, with MPD and uh, and Paul and, Paul and all these – and a bunch of – and Adams and all these different people. That would have been just a complete idiot special. And, I mean, obviously, it would have been hockey so- is a lot. But just hanging out with the boys, you know. Just – you got exactly. to miss it. And, the, and we'll, the COVID, we'll- man. 
Yeah, and, and, and I think we, we'd be very remiss, folks, if we didn't talk about it. And, and as of right now, and, and once again, we did the pod two weeks ago, and everything was very fluid. It really had not hit us here in the U.S. Uh, depending on what source you look at right now, um, if you look at CNN, I believe we're over 80,000 cases uh, test positive here in the U.S., over 1,000 deaths, um, which is extremely sad. And, it, and it's so unprecedented because, unfortunately, by the beginning of next week, Jordy, I think we could be at 125,000 positive cases. It's pretty um, wild. Which is, which is scary. Mm-hmm. And that absolutely did, is with all the social distancing, which I forget who I heard it, but say we should do physical distancing, but still be social with one, and over, one another over all the platforms. That's okay. what we should be. We can still be social, not it's physical distancing. Um, but but as of this evening with the CDC, very reputable source, um, almost just over 68,500 cases of COVID-19, the novel, the novel coronavirus, and just under 1,000 deaths by, by six. Um Jordy, I'm I'm not sure when I hope we never see something like this in our lifetime again. It affects everybody. It doesn't matter if you're rich, you're poor, the color of your skin, you're you're it, it, it's very hard to talk about because we're not sure if one of us could receive it next week, how it's going sure. to affect us, one of our family members. We just have to be careful. So that's our PSA folks of saying, hey, dude, listen, because we have not hit the peak yet. Yeah. I hope if I ever get elected or, you know, that's one of my aspirations, maybe one day being elected official. I hope I never have to deal with anything like this because this is this is scary. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and and to quote. Anthony Towns, this disease is real. And and Jordy, I, I think that's a segue into what's going on with Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, the, um, so that's going to be our first topic. And I, I quickly wanted to say, just to continue off your PSA, and I'm sorry this is a little heavier, and the first segment is going to be heavy. So if you want to skip ahead, I'll let you know when I'm officially starting the timer. But I wanted to just continue off your PSA, Jared, just because, you know, there is a difference between how it affects certain people especially people our age and the the late millennials as we are, the millennials as my youngest sister, Lucy, who's of the college age, that are mistakenly being called millennials, even people in their mid to late 30s. It affects all of us so differently. You hear everything about how it affects older people and all that. But for God's sake, stay inside. And before Governor Wolf came out with saying to, to go full shelter in place, starting, he announced it on Sunday, last Sunday and Monday at 8 a.m. It took it. It took effect, and now you've really seen businesses oh, yeah. scale back. We went out to the grocery store this afternoon to buy dinner for ourselves and a few groceries. And Sprouts on Broad Street was limiting itself to 90 people in the store, which at one o'clock in the afternoon isn't really a big deal. But a lot of people go to the, go there at five o'clock in the afternoon. So I can only imagine what it looked like late. But the reason why I'm bringing this all up is that before the the shelter in place when the governor had only really recommended for 
citizens to stay at home unless they really need to go to essential businesses, but such as a grocery store, or if your work wasn't enforcing work from home. A lot of people, because last week, and there's today was actually pretty nice too, but last week, specifically last Friday, was really oh, nice weather yeah. here in Pennsylvania. And I went for a nice run at the end of the day and yeah. ran on the Schuylkill River Trail, which if you're not familiar with Philadelphia, there's two rivers. The Delaware, which is the famous Washington crossing the Delaware, just north of Philly. Then there's the Schuylkill, which is Boathouse Row. If you've ever seen that picture, the, the boathouse is lit up. There's a there's a trail that runs along it. Jared and I have run it a billion times, run into each other a billion times on it. And there's a lot of places there to hang out. The Philadelphia Parks and Recreation, Parks and Recreation Department will frequently do something called Parks on Tap. Which is just doing beer, like a mm-hmm. beer garden, a makeshift beer garden for the afternoon there. So these are great places to hang out. And last Friday, I'm out on my run at 5:30 at night, which now it's you know it's daylight savings time, yep. so the sun's not going down for another hour. So it's perfect. I can finish up my work, or if I still have a couple hours, I got a log for whatever I got to do at work. I can do that after I run and eat some dinner. It's great. It's actually a bonus of being quarantined is that I, you know, I can. I work a lot more at night now, so I, you know, I get a lot. I get a lot more work done. I work beyond the eight hours and everything, and, and you know, very work efficient. But I'm running at five thirty, and there's people hanging out as if it's a fucking August evening, and that's not the fucking point of this whole thing. So I'm, you know what, I'm. I don't want to get political on this, but good. Good for you if you're staying home. If you're one of the idiots that are actually going to various Airbnbs around the city which I'm sure it's happening in New York. New York's a fucking shithole right now. What's going on with coronavirus there? I haven't heard anything about Boston, Chicago, D.C., Baltimore. Insert big city name. There's probably some more of these idiots that are going to Airbnbs to party. I just saw something like this today. Stop doing it. Stay at home. Go on Zoom. Go on Marco Polo. Go on fucking House Party. Whatever app you want to use. You want to be an iPhone asshole and use just FaceTime. Go do that, but stay home. I know it sucks. I want to play golf so badly, and I'm not able to. Right. And the the season officially starts on Wednesday. The Golf Association of Philadelphia season goes from April 1st to October 31st, and I'm probably not going to be able to play a single round and post anything. All the work we've put into it, Five Iron, like we've talked about a billion times on the podcast and We've joked about and saying, oh, we're going to be great, even though we're probably still going to be, a, you know, the same handicaps we've been. Maybe a stroke better because um, the goddamn short game of five iron. But I want to play. I want to go outside. I want to be able to do that aside from being able to go for a run where I see a family walking their dog and they kind of look at this sweaty 29-year-old and thinking, oh, shit, sweat. Ooh. Like, literally, like there was a family walking their dog with their infant child. I'm thinking like. And I'm concerned that they're thinking I'm some sort of, like, pandemic threat. I want to be able to not have that, have that. And I'm sure I'm not, that we're not the only people experiencing that. So stay home. Stay home. I'm sorry this has gotten a little heavy. You cannot be selfish in this time. Yes, absolutely. This is what where we have to look out for our fellow man and woman. People. The world. This is not over by any stretch. And no. we're still learning. And uh, just use common sense, people. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Just stay home. You, I, I mean, there's people, and I've seen them in the complex here, where they're doing squats outside on their on their decks 
I hear the dog. I hear uh, Winnie running upstairs, getting exercise on the roofs. I have an emergency room nurse. Um, emergency room. She's uh, she teaches. I think it's biohazard and how to directly get rid of your PPE. And last Friday night, I met them, and it was funny. The the one chick I met. The last time the Flyers and Penguins played at a Urban Saloon. Well, she's actually going to one. She's going to Lemieux's wedding. The one of the younger Lemieux's oh, is getting married, and she's invited to it. Yeah, that's a little drop there. Fun fact. Yeah, I know. Les six that Lemieux. Um, and like the girl was like, "Oh, I got him for West Virginia." But beside the point. We're, st- we're sitting there, we're talking on the roof, you know, social, physically distancing. And she goes, you know what? I'm probably going to get it. I've just taught 1,100 people how to be safe. Thank your grocery store employees. Mm-hmm. Thank the garbage men and women. Thank the first responders, folks. Because these are folks that are ta- stay home so they can stay safe. Yes. Couldn't have said it better. Because... Your actions right now as a, as a healthy, quote-unquote, healthy individual could kill someone. Literally. Because you don't... Because you could carrier. just be a carrier. And you could not get it, and you could be a carrier. It's been great to see Andrew and Seth out and about and Julia. We're six foot apart. We don't want to get each other sick. Be that way. And yes. and. Carl Anthony Towns, we'll, we'll go into it in the yeah, other episode. This is where we're getting to it. So if you're tired of hearing us complain, jump ahead five yes. minutes. I'm starting but the timer it's now. It's the truth. Yes. So to, oh, to answer Carl, the question you asked me however many minutes ago, yeah. Carl Anthony Towns' mom yesterday, uh, really on Tuesday night it was announced, but yesterday morning, Wednesday morning, it was really uh, publicized of – that his mother has been hospitalized for the past week dealing with health complications to do with COVID-19, the coronavirus. Um, he did not officially say whether or not she has been diagnosed with the virus, but it, it's heavily believed to to the media and the Timberwolves have confirmed it. So there's that aspect to it. And we're going to talk in a, in a little bit about the the maybe miscommunicado between teams, the league, and players, both in terms of coronavirus scheduling and otherwise. But it's a really sad situation to hear about because, and again, we don't mean to get too heavy. We're going to get into kind of some of the, the different cases that have been announced. This is really the the sad, the real sad one because this is a, he put an Instagram video out where he was very emotional as anybody would be if their mother was diagnosed with it. And you're announcing it. You're this person, you're the face of a franchise having to announce that your mother's dealing with this and it puts kind of a perspective into something we're going to talk about a little lighter of when the NBA and the NHL may resume and how should they resume and so on and so forth. But if they were if they were to play with no fans and all the NBA players, which has become much more fucked since, it, since Rudy Gobert and all that shit that we talked about two weeks ago. But even if it is announced, they were all cured. It was no longer contagious. They just had to get over their fevers, and now it's contained within the NBA. Or Ice Cube's Big Brother three-on-three tournament reality show thing. 
they you know we're all we're doing a chicken pox party and we're throwing them all in there which is that sounds kind of fucked up so whatever um that's the last thing that carl anthony towns wants to do he doesn't he's one of the best basketball players i I don't want to put a number emily could put a better number than i could but he's one of the better ones out there and he has to deal with this shit of his mom being super sick and it, it sucks and hopefully she pulls through this whenever any of this gets fixed you know you can say what you will with different aspects of news that's been going on the stimulus package where the market's been going and all this sort of stuff but this kind of stuff really hits home and hearing different health complications with parents it strikes nerve with me it strikes nerve with you and it just sucks to hear and we'll talk about some other stuff across the border or across the board of different sports and, and things. The NBA has been the most vocal of their athletes, staffers, and everything testing positive. And we'll discuss that, but this one really sucks. He put in there, he, he put in there, we can beat this, but this is serious and we need to take every precaution. And the worst part was both his parents were in the hospital. Yep. Dad was released to go home to quarantine, but his mom got worse. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure of her current condition. This is bad, you know, bad on me for looking. Or actually, this was updated at nine yesterday, this morning. Um, he goes, the disease is real. And people just need to be, you know, his mother has been placed into a medically induced coma. That's serious. We don't want that for any parent. I mean, yeah. my mother almost died of a bacterial infection last year that I didn't know about till she was out of the woods. And I go, hold on a second. What now? Yep. I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. So, I mean, it's serious folks and you don't know how it's going to hit you. Yeah. And so, we, I mean, it, uh, my, my bad. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, <laughs> we just only have less than a minute. So I wanted to kind of bring this back around so we can get into the lighter stuff. Yeah. It just sucks. I mean, the NHL's announced and really the senators have only have had the confirmed cases. There's probably some other out there. Uh, there's, there's some minor league baseball players that have been announced that have it. Football's taken precautions on whether or not draft picks have it, but the NBA has been pretty open specifically in the chain of events leading from Utah to Detroit to Philadelphia. And oh. the big one that came out today was a, cameraman in Detroit that was in the Utah Jazz locker room who's also now in a medically induced coma. So to really hit the oh. really hit the the nail on the head as the alarm is going off right now. Um stay at home folks. That's all you need to hear. And for those of you that fast forward five minutes, welcome back. And we're gonna go on to some lighter stuff, but we had to talk about it and we're sorry we took uh a little more time of stuff that you've probably been hearing on the news and all that stuff and on the internet, Twitter, wherever. But let's stay in the realm of the NBA and kind of also in other sports too because it's been across the four majors <clears throat> of different news and you wanted to tip your cap as well as wave your finger at a couple people, Jared. So I'm going to let you, uh, let me let well, you introduce the segment. We're going to go, yeah, we're going to tip a cap. We're going to go, eh, and then we're going to wag a finger. Okay. So this is not as of my homerness, but the Penguins organization is the first to say, you know what, we're going to we're going to pay full and part time arena staff and service employees who would lose their income. You know that came down 
And the funding will come from the players, the Pittsburgh Penguins Foundation and the Mario Lemieux Foundation, which is really set up to help with childhood cancer. That's the Mario Lemieux Foundation in a nutshell. And they do these things called Austin's Playrooms for kids when they're at the hospital, when parents are going through something. Um, and that was for the last six games of the season. And to quote, the ushers, ticket takers, concession workers, cleaning staff, and other arena workers are the backbones of Penguins hockey at PPG Arena. And a big part of our family, said David Morehouse, the president's team, uh, the team president CEO. Our owners, Mary Lemieux and Ron Burkle, and our players, led by Sidney Crosby, thought it, it was essential for them through this. We have come together to ensure they will not lose pay. Mm-hmm. That's a class act. No, and what I love about this, Jared, is that it's a joint statement from both the management group, which I'm assuming also represents the owner, as well as the players. It's not a player coming out and saying, I'm going to pay this, which is, by all, I'm not discouraging players from doing that, because Sergei Bobrovsky's done it, and that's incredible. Staying in hockey. Marc-Andre um, Fleury. Marc-Andre Fleury's done with in Vegas. Zion was one of the first basketball players to do it. Yes. We're going to talk about yes. basketball in a second. And he's a young guy. Yeah, he's a rookie, which I that's the one thing I, I only had a problem with is that the rookie steps up and J.J. Redick just signed a huge deal with the, with the Pelicans and he's not stepping up to pay arena staff. They're both new guys on the team and one guy has been in the league for 14 years, the other's a rookie. Um, but I love that it was a Breezy joint statement by the Penguins. million dollars? What was that? Did I see that correctly? Drew Brees and his wife, yeah, $5 he, million. Yeah, he just announced he was doing that, which is awesome. Good for you, Drew Brees. I'm sure he probably had to sure up of where he had to do it. Because yeah. from everything we've ever heard of Drew Brees in the last you know, 15 years since he really became the face of the Saints, he's just a class act and, and loves the city of New Orleans. And everything that he and that 06 Saints team, which if you want to talk about, powerful moments go watch highlights of that monday night football game the first one after the superdome opened and oh jeez, that's uh that's an awesome night uh but staying on topic um so that's your that's your tip of the cap who are you going meh at and then we're gonna meh your hometown 76ers um As we navigate the evolving COVID-19 environment, we are mindful of the long-term impact and suspension of live events. And paraphrase here, unfortunately, we're going to temporarily reduce the pay of 20% and move to a four-day week for full-time salaried employees. Mm -hmm. But also didn't talk about the ticket takers and everything like that. Well, JoJo stepped up and said, you know what, I'm going to give a half a million dollars. Then lo and behold, the Sixers organization rescinded taking away people's pay. Yeah, so and we're going to help out. So it's interesting to point out too, and I think it was still, regardless of it, it's still fucked up that they were reducing salaries and doing all this. It's interesting to point out that the organization that owns the Sixers is a group called Harris Blitzer Sports Entertainment. They're based in New Jersey and also own the Devils. Um, and by me saying they're based in New Jersey, the, the main office is in Camden, where if you're in Philadelphia and you see the Giant 76, that's their main office. Um, but if you apply for jobs, they're What was that? 
said you could throw a stone across a river. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so they own both the Sixers and the Devils. So there's some nuance to it because I, I don't know necessarily if they're the ones who are paying the ticket takers because a lot of them also work for the Flyers who are owned by Comcast. So I don't know where necessarily those people fall in. Regardless, it's still fucked up that they were doing that and good for them for figuring it out. Because as a lot of people were very quick to point out, because Josh Harris, one of the two main guys of Harris and Blitzer, they've shown that between the two of them, their net worths are about $5.3 billion, and Josh Harris is about 3.7. What percentage of that is in Harris Blitzer Sports Entertainment? And what percentage of that is in the Sixers versus the Devils or versus, or in Crystal Palace in the EPL? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't have those specific breakdowns, but pay your employees you've seen a billion of these different things of guys taking out credit to make sure people don't lose jobs and i know you're about to dive into the big one as the segment's coming to a close but it really makes an impact both to your employees as well as to the city who you're supposed to be representing both within the community as well as across the country and in this case also in canada for both the devils and the 76ers but Jared, who's the one you're really giving your uh, wave the finger at? And, and unfortunately, I feel bad because this is not going to help tourism Ooh, Greg in this Pina. city. And, and we know one individual that's he's hurting right now. And Greg, I'm, I'm thinking of you, buddy. Greg, I think would agree with this take, though. What the absolute fuck is going on with the Boston Bruins and TD Garden? Delaware North, owned by the Jacobs family, who is quadrillionaires, and I'm 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 saying that and being glib about it because they are billionaires a couple times over, announced that they were going to temporarily work in business stabilization members. So originally, for the last six games of the season, they were not going to pay the folks that the Penguins said they were paying, and then the Jacobs family as a whole, who are bazillionaires, decided, you know, we're going to do $1.1 million, plus some others from fan, from other players and all that. Okay, cool. There was a caveat, though. Yeah, the caveat's fucked. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jordy, it was only, when those, only if those six games weren't paid, played. It was only if the NHL decided to cancel the season. So I think... Even if they went to the playoffs, that they would they would not get the money. If they just said, fuck it, we're just going right to the playoffs and doing a whatever team tournament, because the Bruins would make it in regardless of however many teams they say get in. Um, I believe it was only if the season got canceled, which could possibly not happen until August, which that's five months from now, at, or the very least four months from now. And that's, that's a third of a year. That's incredibly fucked. And... I mean, it's just, it blows my mind that for, you know, folks are chirping folks saying, you know what, you're not giving enough. Well, what are you doing? What are you giving to? Uh, unfortunately, my former employer went from 4,000 full and part-time employees to 51. Friends and family of mine, essentially. And I gave that morning and I sure as hell wouldn't have given $100 mm -hmm. to them. If I knew that was going to happen, I'm lucky to still have a, a gig right now. Sure. But Jesus Christ, you people are God. Uh, you have more money than whatever. 
And that's what happened. And as of right now, the company said the 68 employees who are full-time are going to be placed on leave and receiving one week of paid leave and eight weeks of full benefits. That's um, a little tough. Um, on a happy it, note... It's to... still... Yeah. Yeah, it's still fucked. Uh, but on a happy note, just to wrap this up, because we went over, um, to go back yes. to the Sixers ownership, a, the minor owner of the Sixers, Michael Rubin, owns Fanatics. That's how he made his money. He announced today that they're using Major League Baseball jersey materials to make masks and gowns for first responders. So at least there's a happy note with, with wealthy people using their resources to help out and Bauer is re- is repurposing the half shields they've made for hockey helmets into shields to go on top of the masks to really help with the containment. So that's awesome. Um, sorry if that was also a little heavy. Well, let's go to the, let's, let's go over to baseball chair. We led this off with talking about how it's opening day yes. and there's some positive news stirring around. The big one is baseball's talking. We don't know when a starting date is actually going to happen. It seems like Rob Manfred wants to try to go for mid-June. Major League Baseball and the Players Association are talking about this pretty heavily. Hmm? Scott Boris has come out and saying that he thinks there could be a 162-game plan that would end with the World Series in Christmas. Rob Manfred's come out and saying that he does not think a 162-game schedule could happen. But regardless, it seems like the wheels are starting to spin. Now, whether or not fans would be there on a June 15th, June 1st, July 1st start date, I think is, is, you know, that's unlikely if it's really going to happen this way. But we're making, it sounds like there's some steps being taken. So hopefully, again, everybody stay home and hopefully we get some baseball in two months. Jared, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, there's two people that bought the Phillies uh, end all through April, half of May package right. to go to the game. Oh, we're going to get our money back. Oh, baby. Uh, God, I hope. I mean, who knows what's going to happen there? They might still honor it, but. Do we get every single I mean, home game in that regard? I, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's one of those where. I would be cool with a lot of doubleheaders, day-night doubleheaders. Mm-hmm. Cool idea. I think it should happen. But honestly, I think the season season should be reduced to about 120 games. Oh, I have a, I think that it, that if they were going to go j- mid-June, they would do maybe 100. And if they do July 1st, they should just do 81. They do 81 games and call it and just do the playoffs as it would normally happen and just say, fuck it. This season got kind of lost and whatever. We're going to do what the, what the NHL and the NBA have done when they've had lockouts. We're going to say a half season. Doesn't matter. I don't care what Mariano Rivera is saying about it. It doesn't count if it's on 162 games. We're going to do it this way because the math works out that way too. Of You just get rid of interleague, which makes old people happy. You do, instead of three series at home and away against your divisions, you only do two. So a total of 12 games instead of 18 or 19. Do the same that you've been doing in your same league of one series at home, one series away. So one in Philly, one in Pittsburgh. Then your quote natural rival. So the uh, who is the Pirates? The Tigers, the team they the American League team they play every year. Um, the Phillies is either the Red Sox or the Blue Jays. They I, rotate. But whoever you're playing, the main point would be you still get Yankees, Mets. You still get Cubs, White Sox, which this year would actually be a lot of fun to watch. 
uh, and you still get the LA Cross Series game, and along with all those other ones, the Bay Area, the Missouris, the the Florida teams, and all that sort of shit. So you, it would it would work out that way to exactly eighty one games. One hundred would be fun to see see double headers. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, but either way, I mean, talking is better than not talking. Other than we're going to talk about hockey and basketball, of just canceling things. But the the steps that seem to be t- getting taken is a positive sign. And, and, and it needs to happen. And, and and here's and if people get mad, and we said two weeks ago, get over it. This is an unprecedented time. Doesn't mean this is going to happen next year, but these things happen. Oh yeah. So what does it look like, Major League Baseball at Christmas? Give me a break. A stinger in November is going to feel worse in December. And what oh, do you so- do? Move to neutral sites yeah so that, that that's scott boris's idea is to go either in the southern california area alone of how many bigger stadiums there are between major league baseball and colleges as well as some minor leagues or do spring training facilities in arizona that's his idea is a neutral site world series which i think he thinks is the ultimate idea like the super bowl to have a neutral site which i think is kind of wild with baseball but i don't know well in november just- you're playing you're playing a series. The Pittsburgh Pirates versus the Chicago Cubs will be under eight foot of snow. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah, I think there's some details that are hammered out. I think he went really 30,000 foot overview of his idea. I think once you get to a certain point, which has been thrown out too at this point of how many how many times over the last five years have we had the first couple weeks with half of the games are delayed anyway into July, August, September – of doing the Cubs play their home games or don't even play home games. They just play a two weeks of their first get the the start of their schedule around the road or how that works. But you could go, you take the Cubs back to Arizona, you take the Pirates back to Florida, the Phillies back to Florida and so on and so forth. But the Scott Boris idea is a little more out there. The, which is why I think if you did a hundred and maybe go into November, which also gets back into cold weather, or if you just do 81 games, get yourself starting the playoffs where they normally would start or even back in September and just get the season in. You get you get the players on board of giving them the full year of service. Maybe each day counts as two, as two service days or something like that because that's really the big issue that's pressing coming into the new CBA talks that are going to be happening. Um, I think you just get this year in. You don't try to roll over too quickly. Which we're that's going to be a topic that we're coming up with soon, um, but get the season in however you can. I'm fine with less regular season games and getting the playoffs sooner. You know, as long as you're not getting players, as long as you're not rushing back to it. I think a June, a July first, you get a month of spring training again in June. I'll be happy with that. But let's talk. No, I, 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 no, you finish your thought, and then we'll jump. I, I mean, I, I, th- I think it's one of those where we have to be smart about this. Exactly. Let's say, and and we'll, we'll go a little bit more fun because I mean, last time we talked about Mister Mister Celery. I got a lot of shit for not love- knowing who Mister Celery was. By the way, who did? I did <laughs> because I referenced it. Emily's cousin worked for the Blue Rocks, and she was like, "How the fuck did you not know who Mister Celery was?" <laughs> not. <laughs> We're not degenerates. Well, we're degenerates in other ways, but come on. (laughs) 
They took single A out of MLB The Show. It, or I guess it was never in there. It was only in MLB uh, MVP Baseball 2005 with Manny on the cover. I was how would I be, how would I be expected to know? <laughs> oh. Well, I get the minor league baseball email, which I don't know how I get it, but I love it. Minor league logos. That's our next topic. So I just pulled the this classic up logo for the first so, time. So I, I sent you I sent this to you. What do you think? What what are what are some of your favorites? So I've only looked so I've only pulled I just pulled this up for the first time. There's only six ah. logos. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make guesses at who some of these teams are. A couple of them have their names. Like the Lancaster Jethawks. And Jared, it's Lancaster, not Lancaster. Gotta know that because I'm getting married there. And then the Nashville Sounds, oh, yeah. who, by the way, have an awesome stadium. I've not been there, but I saw it from my hotel when I was in Nashville a couple years ago. Now these other four teams. There's one that is a a B with a yellow and blue logo um and i know that the binghamton mets have also used a b in their logo so i'm gonna say it's the binghamton i'm gonna say it's the binghamton mets although the yellow and blue is throwing me off the augusta green jackets really where's the where's the b coming from oh the augusta's below that augusta augusta's the next is the bottom left i was looking at the top left Oh yeah, the Augusta Green Jacket, yellow jacket, green jacket. Yeah, with a green jacket. On. Oh, yeah, who gives a shit? Um, I mean, the yellow jacket is not B either. You know, it just happens. Yeah, you know. So now we're looking top, top, and middle. This wizard that looks like he's actually, I can see his hands now, but it still looks like he's biting into oh, it is, like a fucking whopper. You're not in the article. No, That's no, no I'm gonna better. Scroll, so I'm down in. I'm gonna scroll down into the article. I want to take a guess at these first six. I don't know, you know, this wizard, I don't know. LC, maybe, hmm, I don't know. Let's scroll down. So Let's scroll down that is, it. ooh, Burlington Bees. So you, you take, yeah, the Burlington Bees, that's the first one here. The wizard is now the, the Fort, Fort Wayne, Wayne Tin wizard. Caps. Fort Wayne Tin Caps. For, they were the, the Fort Wayne Wizards. Oh, Lake County. Is this all... Uh, Midwest League. Lake it's not, County because there's Fort a few Wayne. down below. Lansing, yeah, I guess Augusta Green Jackets. It wouldn't be. A, wow, look at the Nash, the Asheville Taurus. Oh my God, Yogi Bear great. makes it's a Joey a, Gladstone right here. Bear, a bear with a Hawaiian yep, it's shirt. A bear. Yeah, this is Joey that's, Gladstone that's one of my in favorite. Bear for, Remember, remember on Full House they had Joey was supposed to be at. Oh no! It was I think it was a woodchuck. Was the the showy books towards the end of a uh, the Full House run? But you could have told me that Rainbow. Joey Gladstone sold the likeness of that character to the Asheville tourists, and that's this mascot. Yeah, Lancaster Jethawks are now. Um, they are now. I guess they were a Dodgers team, but now this has to be a different Lancaster than Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, no, it's because this was in the 1960s. They yeah ignore the fact that Jet Hawks weren't around until 1996. Because now they're the now it's an independent minor league team called the the Lancaster Barnstormers. But let's see, let's uh, let's pull up the Twitter. Don't spoil it. Well, the, oh yeah, the old Portland Sea Dogs logo is fucking great. Um, theirs is pretty much the same. The, they just went the from. Marlin. 
Yeah, Marlins colors. It's now Red Sox colors. Um, oh, Ox. Wow. Yes, we did the we did the Ounce. Nashville Sounds, which is it looks like. Um, Jared, what what character does this look like? Swinging a guitar at a curveball. Oh God, it looks like um, almost like oh Jesus, almost like Cracker Jack. Or bazooka yeah, pretty Joe. much. Casey had back. Yeah, that's probably the. We'll the go down one more. Yeah, the eighty ers Look at this thing. This is this is like Captain Crunch mixed with the KFC logo. Actually, that's great. It's very yeah. good by you. Yeah. Now we're getting closer to home here. The Williamsport Crosscutters, short season team for the Phillies. Um, yep. Yep. You could have told me this was made in two thousand five. It's very cartoony it there's one cartoon series that i'm like trying to wait hold on hold the fucking phone look at this guy's look at the the shape there's the hands on the bat is this his other elbow popping out that's his other elbow. that's a that's a creepy creepy drawing whoever came up with this logo bad job by you bad job by you on this um, oh, the Red Barons. I remember this when they were still the Phillies AAA team. That That's a great logo. That's your Wilkes-Barre Scranton Rail Riders. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I remember the cross cutters going through because it was very similar to the old Altoona Curve logo and the uh, Washington Wild. Talk about yeah. uh, independent league teams. Yes. Washington Wild out of Washington, PA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, yeah, a lot of the different teams that have that have come through have been very, very interesting because there's been a lot of movement. The 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 River Sharks, where are the Camden River Sharks, Jared. I'm a little little disappointed they're not on this list. Funny. That stadium got torn. Oh, down, I know, man. How did we never make it to a game there? For those that don't know, this is right across the river, right next to the Sixers' new uh, arena, bringing it back to that. But we digress. Yeah, I never made it to an iron. Yeah. But you never made it to an Iron Pigs game? Been to an Iron Pigs game. How did you never make it to a game? Running the stadium with that bacon five day. You weren't there when Matt got thrown into a railing? I couldn't make it for some reason. Oh, shit. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll Shout have out. to... Jared, we'll through a little Evan, road trip. whose birthday was yesterday. And Logie's today. Logan yes. Schneck of Schneckbook. Yes, of Schneckbook fame. Happy yes. birthday, boy. All right, Jared. This is one that I think kicked off the idea of doing this as a, as a 10 topics, five minutes. Our friend, your potential secret boyfriend, Gritty, came out the other day with some tips while you're in isolation. And they are something. But not to be unexpected from our friend Gritty. Jared, do you want to read off some? No. I'm going to read them all because we can get this in. All right. Quoting... The grit one, it me. If you know anything about me, mm-hmm. you know how seriously I take cleanliness and hygiene. The grit is in Savast, and as always, I've delivered. See below, number one. Wipe down all surfaces with appropriate amounts of toilet paper and Fabreze, F-A-B-R-E-Z-E. He knows. If uh, Big Daddy in mind, cover all spills with newspaper, leave to let dry for three to five days one has a video and this is all on at gritty nhl son of a bitch um don't forget to water your plants 
plants are people too, you know, and he, it shows him watering his friends. I'm surprised he didn't eat one, to be quite honest with you. Well, you, we don't know he didn't. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it, he, he now here is now I'm upset watching this now. There's no gritty chia pet there. He's not cultivating Ooh. his own. Or the Voracek from last year. It's upsetting. Where's Kevin Hayes in all of this? His roommate. Hide pods are like little bars of soap for all of your nooks and crannies, not for human consumption. BTW towels, NIA, air dry only. Most people don't know plungers are multi-use. Think about it. That's the best one. <laughs> like this one better. Carpet should be mowed to desired length. Um, that one might hit home a little more because I know someone who actually tried to mow a shag carpet. Your shower drain is definitely clogged with fur. Maybe try Nair. I mean, Nair works, man. That that was an old prank back in the day. Put a little Nair in the, uh, in the shampoo. Oh. Mr. Clean's magic erasers do not erase bad decisions. Also, they're not magic. And lastly, as a... As a, uh, to everybody, these are awaiting FBI approval. Results may vary. But um, there's there's one under this. Um, I've seen it that I've gone to the aquarium to watch the penguins, uh, but I'm so desperate for hockey that I went to the aquarium and booed the penguins. So yeah, there's, um, there's that. There's I, start, I lit my house on fire just so I could boo the flames. Uh, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, I bought a pet rat just so I could yell at Marshawn. Yeah. Thank you. That's a good one. There's a lot of good ones. That I think uh, any team could find their specific hated person uh, in, in that realm. They're they're all very entertaining. But those are that's some good advice, man. Gritty Gritty is not speaking f- in factual comments. Plungers do have oh, a second use if you wrong. think about it. He's not wrong. He's not right. <laughs> he's a son of a bitch. Um. But I have, I've always said I'm gritty. He's damn good. I wish Iceberg was as good as him. Oh yeah, that guy. Is he still uh, sleeping with yeah, one eye open? What's that, buddy? Is he still sleeping with one eye open? Gritty, Dude, he decree. died in, in sudden death. Jean Claude Van Damme killed him. So <laughs> the reincarnation. Oh man! All right. Well, we'll just keep rolling to the next topic. Um, staying in hockey, but also keeping it with basketball. Both leagues have tossed around the ideas of not necessarily of when they're going to return. The NHL's canceled or or delayed, not canceled, but delayed a number of their big events like awards, the draft, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, basketball hasn't officially yet, but I'd imagine that they wouldn't try to run the draft on a opposite night of the Western Conference Finals or the Eastern Conference Finals, although they take... Multiple days off but during series rather than just the, the one that baseball and hockey do. Uh, but both have thrown around ideas of when to resume. Um, and basketball has been a little more coy about their ideas of what they're going to do, but I'd imagine they would return. Hockey's been a little more vocal about it, but has not really said anything specific. So this is going to be a little more of a spitballing Jared, you threw out a couple ideas. I want to hear you expand on them because I have thoughts on on some of them and, and what we think we should do. To give everybody an idea, the NHL had about 12 to, I'm trying to see the maximum, 13 it looked like, 14 games for the Blue Jackets and Rangers, or the Islanders. Uh, the NBA, in a contrast, had 
the Sixers at 70, 65 games, so they still had about 17 games left. Um, so closer to a quarter, whereas the NHL was in their last eighth of the season. Um, Jared, what are your thoughts on, on how... Let's start with hockey, and then we'll go over to basketball. How should the NHL address the rest of the regular season, entering it, both with a sort of training camp, doing something to make whoever makes the playoffs fairly fair, and then how should they address the playoffs? I, 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 you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't in both leagues. Um, I saw an article today that both the great eight and 87 came out and said, look, just go to the playoffs. Maybe give them – I think you give them a week or two to get ready because a lot of these teams have not jived since the trade deadline. Sure. A lot of these teams have people that they're going to come back and they're going to be fully healthy. You're going to mm-hmm. have fully healthy teams or pretty damn healthy teams going into the playoffs. So you know what? Make it a second season going to playoffs. So, do you still want sixteen teams, or do you want to expand it? Sabab, do you still want sixteen teams into the playoffs, or do you want to expand it and have like a play-in round? I think a play-in round would be cool. You know, one game. There's a lot of marbles on the line, and then maybe you go to a best of three, a best of five. You can't do a seven game. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe the Cup Finals a seven game. You know, almost like Major League does. Uh, But we're getting to the point where it's going to be just too damn hard to get the full in. And the players are going to get their paychecks for the most part. All the workers and all that are going to get the last games of the season and then into playoffs. Um, I, I don't think you can play full series at this point. No, I agree with you. I think five games is the answer. I'd like to see some sort of playing round, maybe maybe one game, maybe three games. I think if you're doing one game, you have to expand it to maybe to a higher number than like than just going from sixteen to eighteen or sixteen to twenty. Which almost sounds unfair, but like the Rangers are two points out of a wild card spot and they have more wins than the Blue Jackets, so who's to say what's more fair than so the other? So maybe and they you also, expand it out to maybe 22 teams make it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that, that's – and I, I feel like that would almost be fair. Um, and I, I don't know if you still want to do East-West or if you want to, at that point, make the play-in rounds cross-conference. Uh, it's interesting, too, to build off your idea of, of ending it at the end of the regular season. The AHL, do you know how they do their playoffs? I don't. So they do it. Similarly to the NHL, that they have four divisions and f- and four teams effectively make it out of each division. The AHL does not have wild cards, but what they do, because the Pacific Division plays eight less games than the rest oh. of the AHL. They only play 68. The rest play 76. They do... In the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference also has this metric, but they do points percentage. And for those that heard the the alarm, this is one that we are going to go over on because we have to talk about basketball too. Uh, there's a couple other topics that we're probably not going to go the full five minutes, so Jared and I figured this is one we can kind of expand on. Same with the last one. That's going to be also the, the outro, so bear with us. They do points percentage. 
because of that difference of, of it. So you could get away with saying that the... And at this point, really, the, the only ones that, that get screwed, if you will, out of something would be the Blue Jackets would get lower on the list of seating than at least the Islanders, maybe the Rangers. You'd have to come up with some sort of way of, of rewarding the, the Rangers for winning 37 games and the Blue Jackets only winning 33 in the, the full grand scheme of things. The Blue Jackets are, are actually 33 and 37. They have an under 500 okay. record, but are in a wild card spot currently. Uh, and have played 70 games versus the Islanders, who have one less point than the Blue Jackets, but have played two less games. So they have a higher points percentage. So they would be, if you just said the season ends today, we're doing points percentage, they would get the second wild card to, put, to kind of speed you up that way. That's one way you could do it. You could also say, let's go to 22 teams, do a play-in tournament around Robin even and let the teams in the playoffs have scrimmages against each other or even some sort of round Robin. I don't, I don't know um, to determine to at least let themselves warm up or inner squad games or something like that, or just give them extra days to practice. But that might be a way to, to figure it out of who gets the different wild card seeds there are different ways that you could go after this, and I think you're right that we have to figure out a way to get this thing in, which is why the playoffs, the quarterfinals, the conference quarterfinals, conference semifinals, conference finals, at least those need to be five, and maybe the cup does as well. I'd like to see it be seven. I think there's nothing like game seven. I know that's cliche to say, but I think in both finals, basketball and hockey, I think both finals would probably need to be there. They need to at least be five games if everything else has to be reduced. Hockey and basketball, I'd love to see B7 in their finals. But let's talk about basketball, and we'll keep this quick. The NBA has a lot more of its season going on, and you mentioned this with health. Um, the Bucks were in this precarious position that they had lost three games in a row. Giannis had missed a few games. He presumably would be fully healthy. The MVP conversation, if you just said screw it to the regular season, becomes a very interesting conversation because LeBron just – vaulted himself up in the NBA, in the NBA MVP conversation, um, especially if they were able to eventually take over the the overall number one seed in the NBA from the Bucks. Currently, Jared, they are four wins behind the Bucks and only two losses behind, um, meaning that they are meaning that they are three games behind for the top seed in the NBA. Uh, the Raptors are two, Clippers are three. I don't know if the NBA would just decide, fuck it, let's do a 1 to 16, 1 to 20, 1 to 22, and have play in rounds, which I've said this a number of times on this podcast and to you privately, that I think both the NBA and the NHL should do that anyway of doing 1 to 16 and reseed. That feels like a very Adam Silver type idea to just do that, say screw it, because you have teams like the Orlando Magic who are sitting at 30 and 35. And the Grizzlies are sitting at 32 and 33. Those are the two eight seeds in the respective conferences. And say, let's throw them in there or give them a couple games to warm up. But again, you have to figure out how do, how do you give them a couple games to warm up when you had so many games left on the schedule. Basketball, I think, is in a much more interesting spot because the parts of your schedule, whether it's division, rest of the conference, or out of conference, is so much more in flux than it is in hockey. What do you think on this, Jared? 
Uh, and, and and this is my least knowledgeable sport out out of them all, so I don't want to denigrade or you know good good word you talk in intelligence on this. Yes, that's our word of the day here, kids, in uh, Mr. Barnes's neighborhood. I I really think that there's a they have an easier way of trying to figure this out. Um, I think. And even basketball has been talking about how do we make playoffs differently? They were the first sport to postpone in all of this. I think Adam Silver has been a breath of fresh air from David Stern. I mean, David Stern took basketball from here to there. But with Adam Silver at the helm, he's really been very intuitive on different things. So I could see them being the most out of the box. And to go to the MVP thoughts – you know, I understand LeBron, 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 but he's done a great job on that team the last couple of years, even looking at it from afar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it comes down to regardless of starting a season or ending a season, we need to be creative right now. Not everybody's going to be happy. It's kind of like when I used to umpire and still do. Team A is going to be happy. Team B is going to be upset. But everybody has to realize that there has to be a happy medium here um, when it comes down to it. And, and, and these folks are paid a lot of money to make the right decisions. Yeah. And so I think that, it, that, that's my, my two cents. Yeah. And I think it comes back down to that basketball and hockey have had half seasons. They've had these, they've had to kind of jump through different hoops of figuring out shortened schedules. Granted, none of the basketball ones have happened in the Adam Silver era. And, you know, I joked around about it's an Adam Silver idea and that somewhat jumps off of the Adam Silver wants mid-season tournaments like European soccer that have had these tournaments for a billion years. Um, But I think Adam Silver is creative enough to figure out some way that is equitable for both players, organizations, fans, because he takes all those into account. And that's why... You know, when you saw how he dealt with the Donald Sterling situation six years ago, yep. which, you know, we don't need to dive into that. But he took wow, that you was know, six years ago. Yeah, oh. 2014, man. It's crazy. Uh, oh. That was like, yeah, it was right, before I, right before I moved downtown. Crazy shit. Um, working at Wegmans when that announcement came out. But he'll figure out a way that, that saying to a team like, a, like an Orlando or like a Brooklyn – who have 30 wins, they're sub-500, versus having teams like the Grizzlies, who are sub-500, but they're only a game under, and how all this different stuff works out. Would the Pelicans have made some sort of run, because they're only three and a half games out, now that they have Zion healthy, and he looks awesome, and all this different stuff, and you can look at different analytics. How does it make it that the NBA both can put the better product out there? The NHL will will, will do this as well. Um... But, the, you know, I feel like the NBA takes a little more of a – they'll take an, a more nuanced approach to it, whereas the NHL might just say, let's expand it out, let's give everybody their fair shot, and if the puck doesn't drop your way, whatever. The NBA has always tried to do it, that they reward their better teams. That's why they used to – why they no longer go a five-game series in the first round. They used to do that. Too many teams were getting upset, so they decided to make it seven games. Now it's seven games throughout the four rounds. So that's it. It, I feel like the NBA may not be the first team to make an announcement of how they're going to do it, but it may be the most thought out of the of at least of the two. 
And maybe of the three, if you're looping baseball into this, because I feel like baseball, your your 100 game idea that you threw out a, you know a little while ago that that would be fun for you and me as baseball fanatics of being able to take the subway down at one o'clock to Citizens Bank Park, see the one o'clock game, hang out, see a six o'clock game. Everyone's home by night, but you know by nine thirty, and they've played two games. They knocked it off there, but then you have to worry about rest and all this stuff, which is becoming more and more of a problem. With pitching, especially now that it's 13, 13 and 13. But rambling a little bit, let's move on. More sad This will be a short one. This will be a short one. <clears throat> the Olympics have been postponed. This is not a shock. I Frankly, it, I was flabbergasted to find out that it did take as long as it was from the other day. I had thought when I had read reports that the Ryder Cup was considering being delayed, which I thought I just took that as it was delayed. Jared uh, got a little bit of uh, a pie to eat to eat on uh, on Twitter about that. Um, no, I'm talking about the actual Ryder Cup, not the Thunder Cup. Thunder Cup will go on as planned because I'm assuming no, we're going to be fine. worried about Thunder Cup. No, no, we'll be all right. I just haven't sent out an email yet. Um, but the Olympics, you know, and it's been announced it's pushed to 2021. And I think the conversation comes up with, because it's definitely the right decision, of what to do about the Olympics going forward. Do you just go to odd years? Do you just say, we're pushing this up, we'll wait another three years to do the Summer Olympics, you're still going to get the Winter Olympics in 2022? What are your thoughts on that, Jared? Uh, Breaking news, Reese Hoskins just threw a virtual shutout on uh, MLB The Show against Gail Rojas' Marlins 2-0. Fun. So we've Fine. come down to it's breaking. That's your breaking news. I think it's the right move. I, you know, I, I believe it was Lolo Jones posted online a video of her just pouring a big old bowl of candy. Mm-hmm. Like it's the IOC is a very proud organization. I don't blame them. Proud However, is an interesting word to use. <laughs> proud. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep it positive. Okay. Um, <laughs> They shouldn't have taken this long. You were the closest to the epicenter of all of this, even though there's water between the two. But come on. I mean, when the team started saying, hey, we're not showing up, and you're like, nah, 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 nah. What were we going to have? The the organization of Russian athletes, which is not Soviet Russia. It's not the USSR. It's not just Russia. It's going to be the athlete, the Olympic athletes again. That was going to be the only people that were going to show oh, up. They are. Come a revolution, man. I know. it's. It was the right move. It took too long. It's the equivalent, in my opinion, to the NCAA saying, you know, we're going to play the tournament without fans, and then we're going to wait. And I know it's a big financial hit to Tokyo. However, with them having it, it could be earlier than the summer. It could be like in the spring it's not going to throw everything off. So I think it's the right move for everybody's safety. We just, we just don't know yet. So the flame's still going to be there. It's going to be okay. Hey, spin zone. Somebody might just keep running, might get, might burn some more calories, but the flame. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a good Olympic. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, other, you know, the other international stuff of the Ryder cup is you're, Expected to delay the other golf majors, you know, have not have been pushed back, potentially all within the fall, which might be incredible. Uh, but 
international sports at the time have to take a large pause if the rest of us have to take a pause. So that's fun. Uh, another quick hitter, and then we'll get to – I'm not sure if the, the, the next one after this is going to be a quick hitter as well. But NFL free agency updates, Jared. We did the podcast last week, Matt, Matt and myself – Wanted to keep a few people updated on some uh, interesting signings that have come in. We've had some XFL players making their hey. NFL returns or quote returns. Hate me? Who? Hate me? No, not he hate me. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> but you have. The Carolina Hur or the I did this last week too. God damn it! The Carolina, Carolina Panthers. Hurricanes. There it is. The Carolina Panthers signed PJ Walker, quarterback who was leading the XFL in passing. Then David Ayer. In response to that, the Hur the Panthers. God damn it! They let go of Cam Newton. Yes. Cam Newton's our free agent. The XFL signings yep. didn't stop there, Jared. The Saints signed. Dietrich Nichols from the Houston Roughnecks. And then your Pittsburgh Steelers, Jared, got involved in the fun. They signed not one, not two, but three. Oh, Oh, wait a minute. LeBron? Oh. They signed three players, two of them from the D.C. Guardians, and one of them, the league sack leader, who I apparently saw. From the D.C. Defenders, they signed two defensive linemen and a safety. Now, there's a lot of other signings that have been going on. You had the Packers going after um, a few players and and getting some signings. You don't totally see a ton of out of them. Uh, Most notably, they signed Devin Funchess for wide receiver, and they they made a few others that Matt and I talked about last week. Um, But Jared... How do you feel about XFL players getting their shot at the NFL? I really wish you would have doubled down when you called them the DC Guardians and would have, would have said the New York Defenders and just fucked up both names of the team, but you, you saved yourself by calling them DC Defenders. DC um, Defenders, man. So I'm proud of you. I'm upset with you, but I'm great, proud of great you. Snack, great snack, great snack. You know what? I'm cool with it. You got a lot of training to do, but I'm cool with it. Like, if that doesn't bother me. Did I see correctly Teddy Bridgewater went to the Panthers? He did. He got the uh he I believe got traded there. Um Yeah. Yeah, so they, so you know, he should be their starting quarterback and, and Walker should be the backup. Or no, he he signed as a Bridgewater signed as a free agent. He he's getting thirty three million guaranteed over three years. Woo! Guaranteed. Hey, I'm 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 more excited for when JJ Watt goes and signs with the Steelers too. So all the Watt brothers are together. Yeah, we, we Matt and I talked about that last week. Um, you want to know the fun thing yeah. about PJ Walker though? You know where he went to college? Went no. to Temple. Oh, you know, very nice. Do you know who's coaching the Carolina Panthers now? That be one Mechrul. You know where he used to coach? Fight, fight for the cherry and the white because the cherry and the white will fight, fight, fight. Wow, I'm surprised you know their fight song, but you are absolutely right. He coached at Temple. Don't you dare. We, I live right near it. That's a good point you do. Um, you want to know the coolest thing? Matt Rule used to call P.J. Walker after his XFL games and break down tape with him. So now he's reunited with Shit. his old coach who helped him get better. 
throughout his XFL career. And I don't think he's going to take Teddy Bridgewater's job. Teddy's a fucking awesome quarterback and he's going to be he's going to be fun to watch now that he has a starting job again. But that's a really fun story and I think that's something with the XFL that we might see going forward cuz it does not seem like the XFL is going to fold like they did last year or you know 20 years ago. Um, but hopefully they, they maintain it. The games are fun enough. I, we talked about it two weeks ago. But I did, I wanted to bring that up. There's a bunch of other stuff, and I'm sure yeah, Matt and, and myself and, will talk and about it. you know it. what? I'll... Please finish. Just give uh, the breakdown right now of what happened today in the NFL. Darquez Denard, I hope I said that right, uh, is again a free agent after an impasse with the Jags. Whoops. How'd that, how'd that work for you, buddy? Uh, uh, Bill Jack- signed O-line. Jags are an interesting spot. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, the Bills have signed uh, offensive lineman Darrell Williams at a one-year deal. Uh, the Cardinals have brought back uh, OT, Marcus Gilbert, after a season he lost to an ACL, and he tore that ACL before week one and missed the whole 2019 season after he was traded from my Steelers. Uh, Xavier Rhodes went to the Colts. Chris Colts Hubbard decided to take a pay cut. And, um, yeah, that's all I got. That was today. <laughs> Anywho. We'll break it down more, I'm sure. Matt and I are going to do a NFL draft megapod probably coming up towards it. Uh, that was announced today, too, that they're going to stay at the same time and date. Not necessarily the same location, but NFL draft is still less than a month away. Jared, Ryan Newman update. What do you got on that? Yeah, so this is an oldie but goodie um, since the last time we spoke. Uh, but Ryan Newman, we talked about him walking out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, did a couple of interview circuit, and he, he said jokingly, hey, by the way, um, this I guess is this my Daytona 500 winning interview, but I'm just alive. Um, all he suffered was essentially a concussion and a little bit of a, a little bit of a brain bruise. Wow. Us consciousness for a little bit. And if you haven't seen the video yet, folks, check it out. Um, he's goddamn lucky. That's incredible. It is. And they said with him I'm, being an athlete, wow. he's built like a fire plug, too. He's short, stocky. Shoulders are up by his neck. Like, he he's built solid. But if it wasn't for him, as we talked about before, the Newman bar, um, there's actually a funny photo where it's him Ryan Blaney, who turned him, and Corey LaJoy, who hit him in the driver's side, uh, or hit him in the door in the in the the greenhouse, as they call it, which is the driver's door, in a photo, and it's just like, hey, look who I found. So, who knows when he'll be back? NASCAR has postponed um, their season. Apparently, uh, going back to COVID, uh, NASCAR employee has tested positive for COVID nineteen. Um, Oh, you know, it, it. You know, Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson are doing PSAs now. One of the cool things. So instead of doing Daytona anymore, I mean, if real quick with Ryan, but uh, it's no longer Daytona. July fourth. Uh, Daytona is the last race before they go into the playoffs now. But the Indy Five Hundred. I was going to ask you the about Indy 500, this. But yeah, Brickyard Four Hundred. And NASCAR, and I haven't seen this yet. The Indies so moved too. Me. Ah, the IMS Grand Prix. All right, and and the and the Brickyard is going to be on the fifth. That's cool. I yeah. like it. Yeah, the Indy Five Hundred is now going to be in August. 
August 23rd. Yeah, yeah nothing wrong. Which is kind of cool. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for them to, like, look at that and who knows what's going to happen with Pocono because Pocono's going to have the double header as we sure. talked about two weeks ago right yeah, now. Yeah. Saturday's the cup race. Sunday's the cup race. It's going to be cool with what they do with this. I think you can get a lot of good things on right now and different things and, and, and whatnot. And it's going to be a very creative year for sports as a whole. Yeah, I the, think that's um, cool. It, it, yeah, we talked about it a little bit last week of, of seeing what sports would do to get creative with it. And I think we're going to see a lot of minds really spin their wheels and, and get a uh, – Get interesting. Yep. No, I, th- I think it's great. I, I think it takes us out of the norm. Mm-hmm. And it takes us out of the norm so much that we've been reading more. We've been watching more movies. We've been watching TV. So what have you done to fill your time? Oh, man. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad we get to talk about this, Jared. We've had a, a little bit of overlap of some of the stuff that we've done. The Great Love is Blind. That was uh, the start of the COVID era. And that, that, that was our wraparound. Yeah, that was our wraparound. And man, it did not, did not disappoint. It was incredible. Dude. Building off of that, Netflix did not stop throwing haymakers, Jared. Last weekend. Oh, they're still doing it. They're still doing it, man. Last weekend, I discovered, as many Americans have, Maybe the greatest documentary series in the history of man that you have not yet to watch. So, Jared, I don't want to blow too much info for you. Tomorrow. You're going to watch tomorrow. Oh, man. Are you planning on working tomorrow or you have the day off? I am working. Probably going to figure out what's going to happen, but it might. I cannot say that it's going to be an early day because my boss might listen. So, I'll be working to 5 o'clock. Yeah. Then dinner and. Do not maybe start Tiger King before 5 o'clock, Jared. It is seven episodes, all about 45 minutes. Right. Maybe it's eight episodes. They're all 45-minute right. episodes, so they go really quick. They all end on awesome hooks. The basic premise, Jared, is this guy named Joe Exotic, based in Oklahoma. He ran for president. Yes. He ran for president. He was featured on John Oliver. He owns a tiger zoo. He refers to himself as the Tiger King. And the documentary series focuses on his career coinciding with a woman named Carol Baskin who owns a tiger sanctuary just outside of Tampa. And then in there, there's some other there's some other big cat enthusiasts. Another guy that owns a zoo in South Carolina. Um, the guy who may or may not have inspired Scarface. Joe Exotic, by the way, oh. is gay. And... Does a and has been married to numerous men, some at the same time. And nice, it goes through everything, including his presidential run that turned into him running for the governor of Oklahoma. And this is an incredible story, it is one of the greatest and addicting stories that you will watch. I'm excited to hear your thoughts. And I didn't realize you weren't watching because we have a group chat with a couple other friends and we're just throwing shit in there. So Jared, you got to live text it to us about what's going on. Me, Emily, our friends, Bill and Tatum of all your thoughts of this. But again, do not do it while you're still working. You are going to get addicted. 
I've said this to my coworkers that I was planning on working last Sunday. I didn't because I watched Tiger King. And one of my coworkers was like, oh, I almost started it last night. I was like, you, were, you would have shown up to our morning meeting having not slept. So, Jared, I'm warning you now. It is super addictive. Let's throw it to you. Take the presidential degree. Oh, yeah. What have you been watching? And then we'll, 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 we'll do almost like a, a snake draft style. We'll just throw out other things. And maybe we've watched some things yeah. at the same time. So a couple nights ago, I watched the 2012 8-4 drumming of your Philadelphia Flyers over my Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't remember that game. Probably I do remember that out. game. Was that the game the coaches got into a fight in? But it was. No, that was the game a couple games before. Okay. But this is the one where there was almost 150 penalty minutes here oh, in the, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, uh, Wachovia Center. So many fucking names. That, that, that was cool to watch like within an hour span and seeing everything. And some of the people who were on the team, I'm just like, holy shit. Those were – Grossman was one of your defensemen. You want to know a fun story about Nick Grossman? So his name is spelled with two ends at the end of it. When they went to when they went back to Canada, he's a Canadian. I know he might be regardless. They go to Canada. They come back to the United States, and the Flyers had spelled his name with one N on his jersey. They go back through U.S. Yes. Customs, and Peter Laviolette, the coach of the Flyers at the time, sees on his passport that he has two N's in his last name. Says like Nick, what the fuck? We've been spelling it with one with one n, and Grossman's like, I, st- I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, screw something up, coach. You know, uh, if you want to put another n on there, that'd be cool. You know, it's just a soft spoken dude, and threw it. You know, they they spelled his name right for the rest of the season. I like it. What else have you been watching? Uh, I watched it last night. So it was Pittsburgh Penguins Day on NHL Network. And since I'm lowly and don't have the NHL Network, um, they threw on there for the 50th anniversary of the Penguins a documentary called Pittsburgh is Home. And it goes from the beginning of the Penguins when Mr. McGregor. And you'll get a kick out of this. So he was a state senator. Okay. And he, he thought, all right. Instead of running again for office, he was like, okay, I want to bring an NHL team to Pittsburgh. Okay. And there was two deciding votes, and I can't remember the brother's name, but they were very much into horse racing. Interesting. And they were, they were going to back their money out. And he went to Art Rooney, the chief, and said, hey, do you know these two guys? And he goes, come to my office. Went to the office. Art Rooney called him up and he said, you will not embarrass me by taking your vote and money away from this team. You will vote as a favor to me to bring the Penguins, to bring a franchise to Pittsburgh. That's awesome. And that, yeah. And then we come to find out the the <laughs> – I believe it was Jack Riley who was like the GM at the time. He, his wife was one, or somebody named the Penguins, and they went to the the GM and all that. And he goes, "Oh, that's our team name, the Penguins." And then here's the best part: they had Pete the Penguin, Jordy, mm-hmm. and he was a Penguin that CCM actually made little skates for, and he didn't look too good on them. But he came out and he had a vest on him, like he got walked out, and he would lead the Penguins onto the ice. The fucking mascot got pneumonia. 
fun. Because they bought a South African penguin and they didn't do ice. Oh my god, they had a real he penguin? Died. Yes, yes. It I gets thought you better. were saying he gets Pete the, the penguin was a mascot, like a dude in a suit. Oh, Pete was a real South African penguin. Oh, fuck. That's not smart. That's like the Reading Fightingfields having ostriches flying around the outfield. Not smart. It's an pneumonia. actual story. Google it if you have not heard of it. He died. Oh, that's sad. What's Gazette oh, the whole time? Pete, Pete, Pete. Pete's on life support, essentially. Ugh. So they stuff him. Put him in the lobby. Somebody stole Pete. They don't know where Pete is. Ugh. Well, all right. Um, coming back to me for and two. Then it, and then it went through the whole... Yeah, it went through the whole history of the Penguins. It was actually, it was really cool to see, like, Mario coming on board and everything like that. I, as a hockey fan, you would like it. Okay. Maybe that could would be love a part to of the see, new, like, uh... Maybe that could be a part of the new the new series. Well, uh, we can revisit it in a little, you know, in a few few entries. The first couple, the uh, me and M, and then maybe we we add it in there, throw it on the list. So what do you? What else are you doing? Yeah, so I guess we're doing Snake. Back to me for two. Uh, finally got to see Parasite last Friday. That movie is awesome. Um, I know a lot of people. Okay. Obviously, one best picture. We drink many beers until morning. Um, if you do not understand that reference, you missed the greatest Oscars acceptance speeches ever by their director. Um, the movie's awesome. I don't want to give anything away about it, Jared. You should go check it out. Um, go see Tiger King first. But if you feel like seeing just a great movie, watch this. You think you get it. And then there's a billion twists and turns. That's why I'm not really giving anything about the plot away. Um, it is all in Korean. That's been a knock that some people have said. And, and granted, there were times that took me and Emily, part of why it took us a little bit to watch it was that we were like, I don't feel like reading a movie, but it's great that it is subtitled because of how well written the movie is done and it deserved to win that Oscar. It definitely deserved to win Best Picture. I need it to affirm my decision on that. I need to watch that and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood back to back. Those are my two favorites. I know Greg was a big fan of Jojo Rabbit. Neither of us have seen Ford versus Ferrari yet, but well, Greg might have at this point because we're all fucking for- quarantined. But that's the next one on my list. Um, but definitely go check it out. Second pick. Um, Second episode just aired tonight. About to go watch it when you and I wrap up. Top Chef is doing an all-star season. Um, I'm a big fan of Top Ooh. Chef. Been catching up on it recently. Um, for those that you know, hear reality and think, oh, reality television, especially because it's on Bravo, you think you know trash or whatever you might think. This is Top Chef is of the highest quality, and I'm you know obviously a big Survivor fan. I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, but Top Chef is another one up there for me. And if you love food, which who doesn't? If you don't like food, you don't like fun. This is it's great because they do different challenges and it's personalities that have all been through the ringer. So there's nobody that is caught like a deer in the headlights. A lot of the times, if you do watch a season of top chef, especially the first few episodes, there's a couple characters in there that are 
you know, either they the edit portrays them as a little too eccentric or someone that is just completely out of their league. And these are people that have all been on the show, obviously. And you really can't tell who is going to go home and who isn't going to go home, who's out of their league. You know, like Donnie in the in the Big Lebowski. You're out of your league here, Donnie. You can't tell. And it's great, great to catch up on. Um, it's also, if you do have Hulu, all seasons are on there. It's a great show to have on the background. We've had that on. Every night when we get done watching whatever shows we have been watching that are still on, that are live, um, and that might still be live for a little bit. But, um, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great one for me. Jared, is there anything else you've been watching? You know what? I've been trying to catch up on movies, so I, I do have Disney+. Plus. There you go. Um, trying to finally catch up on all the Star Wars movies. Okay. You know, so, going back in time. Yeah. I'm interested to hear what you think because those Take were uh, those were interesting. I know I threw out the idea. God, episode two creep. Which ones? Episode two. Attack of the Clones. Jesus Christ, he's a creep. Oh my god! Oh, Attack of the Clones is. Uh, I don't. Matt and I think we might be in the minority, but the more and more people I've talked to, I think we're not in it. Of that, it is the worst. It's worse than episode one. Um, a lot of people think of episode one as the worst, yeah. and two got better because there's good lightsaber duels in it. Episode two, the writing is god awful. The I hate sand monologue, the kind of the logic that's thrown out there, it's all really cringy and really stupid. Definitely my least favorite. I mean, Have you seen three yet? Have you seen Revenge of the Sith? I've not gone all uh, no, I have not. All right, so Revenge um, of the Sith, a lot of, it. it gets a bad rap. Because it's a part of the 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 prequel trilogy. I'm a big fan of Revenge of the Sith. It's not anywhere close to the original Tridge, but it is a good movie. Every, everything is ruined for me because of, of a certain podcast and their memes guy with taking out the lightsaber song sounds for Sonks for okay. Mister Yandel. So I I think of that in my mind, and then the lip dubs of the Yoda videos. Have you seen those yet? I think I've seen some of those. Songs? The songs. Yeah, a lot of those... The lip, new one that they those, came... Uh, the bad lip readings. Those are all pretty funny. Have you checked out Mandalorian God, yet? the new song. Oh, I loved it. That's the reason that got me into it. Yeah. Mandalorian was fucking fantastic. God, Maybe that's an I'm, idea we could do, Jared, is a rewatch leading up to season two as we get to the fall. I'd do that. I'd That'd absolutely be fun. do that. Because... Um, I keep telling Matt to go fucking watch it. He bought Disney Plus on the first day, and I know Matt is not listening to this, because unlike you, when you are listening to it and we reference you, you say, hey, I love the reference, or I love the episode. Matt does not listen, so we can say whatever we want to. We love you, Matt. But he... Matt. (laughs) But he got Disney Plus on the first day that it came out. He bought the bundle... The only thing that was on Disney Plus when it first came out was the original trilogy of Star Wars, all of The Simpsons, and the premiere of The Mandalorian. And he didn't fucking watch it. And he still hasn't watched it, at least as far as I know. The reason why I know that is because there's awesome shit, as I'm sure you know, in The Mandalorian that you're like, I gotta fucking talk to somebody about this. And Mm -hmm. 
I don't know how you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you didn't do that. I how you didn't check this out if you're as huge of a Star Wars fan as he is, and I'm not questioning his fandom, but I don't know how the fuck he didn't do that. Simple math. A little simple. Now I know I threw this out on our Google Doc, and I'm guessing you didn't. But right. did you did you end up watching Survivor? And, and can you give us a Greg like review, or did you not end up watching it? Pass. Ah, all right. All right. Maybe next. Maybe another. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't, no, no, no. You're good. I knew you were busy. I didn't get to do it. I know you were busy. The Greg review, and Greg knows this because I told him this. But a lot of my Survivor fans, my a lot of my Survivor friends. Uh, I don't really have a lot of fans from Survivor Philly, but a lot of my Survivor yeah. fe- friends loved it and thought it was so fucking funny. And we need another Greg. Maybe we do a Greg. Greg rewatches an old season of Survivor, and he and I just talk about it. One that's the season I've seen. That'd be fucking hilarious. Um, do we want to do anything else, or or should we wrap this thing up, Jared? Um. I mean, I I, th- I think it's one of those where read a little bit more. I finished one book. I, th- I finished the end of a book. It was taking me forever. I finished a full book and I'm starting a third book. Nice. And all this. So take, your, take yourself some time and read. I forgot how interesting it was. I can't read or speak as is, is you'll hear. There's barely slurs in here tonight just because my mind's moving quicker than my mouth. The tongues are a little um, up. If you If you have any video games, I've started playing a few video games. Oh yeah, what are you playing? Um, I did download uh, nineteen the show because it was free on PS Plus because I have that for some reason. Nice. Um, and I also did buy the the old from last year NASCAR game. I haven't bought a NASCAR game in years. I didn't realize they were still making I'm NASCAR like, games. NASCAR Heat Four. Wow. Um, all right. So I, I purchased it. It was a little bit cheaper now, but I'm like, huh. But it isn't like in the old games where like you could win all the paint schemes as they come out. You got to buy them now. I'm like you cheap sons of bitches. Yeah, yeah. the loot boxes um, fucked up everything in video games. God, I hate that. Um, hopefully, try to fi- finish that Mid Eye Evil game that I bought a while back, and I didn't from from my childhood. And Very I got nice. all the Crash Bandicoot, so maybe for them. But it's been different to like have the radio on when I'm working, and you know, listen to that, and you know, maybe the TV's on mute. And just to see what's going on and all that, just to keep up to date because it's ever changing. Um, but you know, I, I, I would say is do something you haven't done in a while. Talk to somebody you don't know. Um, we're we're gonna get through this. We will. And just just stay cognizant of what's going on because this is just a blip in in our beings right now. And and we are better than this. We can self sacrifice just for a little bit for the greater good and. Jordy, I'm glad I texted yesterday and say, hey, let's do this because uh, this is fun as always, and I thank you. Yeah, man. I mean, I appreciate you coming on. I love hearing from you when you want to do a podcast and you always bring uh, really good ideas. I love when people are being proactive with it because a lot of the times, and this is not a knock against any of our friends, but people are here, you know, oh, you have a podcast. I want to come on and be like, well, what do you want to talk about? And like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, all right. You know, I'd don't know what you're into and all this stuff and you always have as i've known you know we've been friends for 10 years and, and that you oh, have shit. a plethora of, of ideas always spinning around in your brain so it's always great to do one of these things i'm glad this ended up being something that we kind of just threw together randomly a year plus ago and has now turned into a you know a, like i said it's become your corner in the podcast so 
I appreciate you reaching out whenever you want to do these things. And, you know, that that, that invite to do a 10 topics is, is open, my man. And hopefully oh, we yeah. get some news to uh, keep us going. And hopefully we get some more stuff to talk about. Maybe we find something new, some new show that you, me, maybe Bill or Tatum, maybe all four of us jump on, maybe Emily. Um we all talk about, I don't know, but, uh, Emily and I'll keep doing the, the real sports. We'll figure out some other stuff to do and everybody, you know, we really appreciate it. Go follow us on all the different platforms, Twitter, Facebook, join the Facebook group. Definitely do that. Cause you'll be a part of the conversation you can give us ideas to talk about Instagram, all that good stuff. Subscribe to the podcast, the bullpen card, but have a great weekend. Stay safe again. We're going to get through this, but stay the fuck inside. Jared, I thank you, my man. And I and I thank you, Jordy. And as always, folks, thank you for listening. Listening. See, there's that slur again. Hold oh, I need some sleep. Hey, man, it happens. Um, it happens. Well, on behalf of uh, G-Man and myself, uh, JSB46 on Instagram, Jared S. Barnes on Twitter. And I always end this way, Jordy, and I'm going to take it tonight. Stay classy, Philadelphia. Stay safe, Philadelphia. And stay safe, everybody else. Thank you, as always. Fuck yeah.